Thank you. So we're going to ask uh, Terry now to come and share some thoughts about giving. Thank you, Terry. I just want to, to read from 2 Corinthians chapter 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 8. And now, brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches. Out of the most severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able, and even beyond their ability, entirely on their own, they urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in this service to the saints. And they did not do as we expected, but they gave themselves first to the Lord and then to us in keeping with God's will. And so we urged Titus, since he had earlier made a beginning, to bring also to completion this act of grace on your part. But just as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness, and in your love for us, see that you also excel in this grace of giving. I am not commanding you, but want to test the sincerity of your love by comparing it with the earnestness of others. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, Yet for your sakes he became poor, so that you through his poverty might become rich. I heard the story of a minister who was uh, trying to encourage his congregation and he was trying to get his people more excited and enthusiastic about the church fellowship. And the minister said in his sermon, if this church is going anywhere, it has to learn to crawl. And the people said, yes, Lord, let us crawl. Let us crawl. And then he said, after it learns to crawl, it has to learn to walk. And the people responded, let it walk, let it walk. And then he said, after this church, the church, after it learns to walk, it has to learn to run. And the people shouted, let it run, let it run. And then he said, this church is going to run, it's going to take money. And the response was, let it crawl. Let it crawl. We like the idea of making an impact, of being people of faith, but when we find so often there's a cost involved, a sacrifice involved, then we find out how bad we want to run. In the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 20, we read, remembering the words that Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive and we read when he said this he knelt down and prayed with them
In Corinthians chapter 8, Paul talks about the grace of giving. In Alex's testimony this morning, we heard about the grace of God in a person's life. And now we're talking about the grace of giving, or, as Paul talks about, hilarious giving. The background to this is the famine that took place in the land of Palestine, in which the people were deprived of their livelihood and uh, and many of the people were suffering. They couldn't have enough to eat. And so Paul enlisted the help of the Gentile churches. He went to, uh, to Macedonia and to Philippi and Thessalonica and to Berea and he, he talked to the Christians there about it. And, and the response was tremendous and Paul was greatly encouraged. The church in Corinth had, had, had made a promise to give, but hadn't followed up on it. And so he shared with them how the church in Macedonia had given. Their motivation for giving was, was out of love. And real giving carries, that carries power and influence always involves love. Gay and I have been on the receiving end of of this kind of giving. Our first nine months in Korea were, were difficult. We were learning this horrendous language and uh, we were on our own. Christian uh, missionary friends of ours had been killed. And then Gay had a miscarriage and had to walk half a mile to get a taxi to take her to hospital because we couldn't get cars or ambulances up to our house. Then our two-year-old was rushed into hospital. It was touch and go for four days, whether he lived or died. Gay stayed in the hospital with Stephen. And one night I was out walking and and walking back home, it struck me, we haven't got the money for this hospital. And I prayed, Lord, you brought us here. I don't know what's going on, but help us. And two minutes later, I arrived back at our back gate and, and a family were waiting. And uh, he said straight out, he said, we've heard about Stephen and we want to help with the hospital fees. Now, I'd never met this family before and I've never met them since. That was the only occasion I'd met them. But he said, we want to help. Ten days later, when I got the... Um, the the final bill from the hospital, the cheque he gave me met that bill to the penny, to the Korean won. And that was such an encouragement to me that the Lord has called us there, even though we were going through tough times, he was there for us. The Lord had blessed us through the giving of others. And our giving comes from a response of gratitude to God for what he has done and is doing, his goodness to us. In these verses, Paul lists giving to a high spiritual level. He tells them that giving is an act of grace. He talks about the grace of giving. The Macedonians were were generous, they were open-handed, they were open-hearted in their giving. See, giving is a ministry and a fellowship that helps others, but the motivation for giving must be from the grace of God. 
We give to God in his word because of our gratitude for what he has done for us. It's a wonderful thing when Christians enter into this grace of giving. When they really believe that giving is more blessed than receiving. It's a privilege. But how do we know when we are practicing grace giving? Verses 1 and 2 of this chapter say, when we give in spite of our circumstances. The Macedonian churches have experienced great difficulties. And yet they are given generously and beyond their means. In verse 2 it says they were rock bo- at rock bottom. The word describes a beggar who has absolutely nothing. Their difficult situation may have been caused in part because of their Christian faith. For they may have lost their jobs because they were kept away from the from the, um, from the trade guilds because they refused to worship the idols. But their circumstances didn't hinder them from giving. In fact, they gave joyfully and liberally. They stepped out in faith and gave. They were in dire financial straits themselves. Yet they were eager to give. They hadn't got much to spread around. They didn't say, don't talk to us about the saints in Jerusalem. We're about to starve to death ourselves. They didn't say that. They'd been touched by God's grace. And they gave beyond their means. They dug deep and asked for the privilege of being involved. We give thee but thine own, whatever that gift may be. All that we have is thine alone. A trust, O Lord, from thee. Remember what Jesus did with two small fish and five loaves? He fed a crowd of people. You see, God is not interested in the size of our gifts. He's interested in the heart that gives that gift. He loves a cheerful giver. That's Christmas who did we buy gifts for, for the people we love and care for. And as we heard earlier in Luke 21, Jesus looked and saw the rich dropping their offerings into the, into the, into the boxes. He also saw a poor widow dropping in two tiny coins. I tell you the truth, this widow has put in more than all of them. For all these people are putting gifts out of their surplus but she out of her poverty has put in all that she had to live on and Jesus noticed he knows our hearts in a church service in Korea again I experienced many times people taking off a bracelet and and a watch and a ring off their fingers to put in the collection plate because they have moved and been touched by God's grace in order to give to the Lord's work you see no computer can analyse this amazing formula we see in these verses severe trial plus extreme poverty plus grace equals abundant joy and rich generosity 
Yet this was true among these Macedonian Christians. And as we read in 2 Corinthians 6, sorrowful yet always rejoicing, poor yet making many rich, having nothing and yet possessing everything. The example of these Macedonians is proof that true generosity is not the prerogative of the rich. Often those who have least give most. And when we experience the Lord's touch on our lives, we will never use difficult circumstances as an excuse for not giving. Christian response comes from a heart of gratitude to God. Christian giving is estimated in terms not of quantity, but of sacrifice. Hudson Taylor decided to see how God would provide for him before he went to China to start the China Inland Mission. Now with the Overseas Missionary Fellowship that Gay and I belong to and we're working with in Korea. And, and Sharon Harrison's father was, was also a member of, um, of the OMF. And uh, Sharon, we heard that it was her father's funeral last Monday. Um, and a friend of ours did the funeral. But in those days of Hudson Taylor, there were, there were no telephones. A letter would take six months to get to China. How would he get support for his ministry? You see, he, be, he believed that God knew his needs. His employer was pretty bad at remembering to pay Hudson Taylor, so Hudson Taylor decided not to remind his employer about paying his salary. He spoke to the Lord. And one day he was leaving work and he had half a crown in his pocket and on the way home he met this very poor family so he gave the half crown to them. He had nothing left but the following morning a letter came through the post with four times that amount of money in the envelope. Soon this money was gone and he needed to pay rent to his landlady and finally the doctor rem remembered Hudson Taylor's salary but said I can't pay you till after the weekend. He needed the money. As he was leaving work later on that day the, uh, his boss followed him and said someone's just been in to pay the billing cash he said here's your salary Hudson Taylor went home praising God for his faithfulness but how do we know when we are practicing grace giving verses 3 and 4 says this when we give enthusiastically a church member once said the minister says I should give till it hurts but for me it hurts just to think about giving the Macedonian churches needed no prompting or reminding, as did the church in Corinth. They were more willing to share in the collection. In fact, verse 4 says, they begged to be included. Here were these people in poverty, but they begged to be included. They pleaded for the privilege to share in the work of others. It was they, not Paul, who did the begging. Their giving was spontaneous. It was grace, not pressure. It was the Lord that moved their hearts uh, for others. They gave because they wanted to give, not because they felt they had to. The grace of God had opened their hearts and their hands and they gave warm-heartedly. Here we see their dependence on God who knows our needs even before we ask. They knew God could be trusted. 
Just a few years ago at, at the Keswick Convention, Helen Rosevere, Dr. Helen Rosevere, was a missionary in the Congo and, and gave a lecture at the convention. And she tells the story of a young mother dying at the, at the mission station shortly after giving birth to a premature baby. And the medical staff needed to makeshift incubator for the premature baby, but only had one hot water bottle and that was leaking. And during team prayers that morning, the children were asked to pray for the baby and her little sister, who was now orphaned. And so one young girl prayed, Dear God, please send a hot water bottle today. Tomorrow will be too late, because by then the baby will be dead. And dear Lord, send a doll for the sister so she won't feel lonely. Although parcel deliveries to that place were, were rare, a large one did arrive that afternoon. They opened it and were overjoyed to find a hot water bottle. The little girl who had prayed so earnestly pounced on the parcel and rummaged among the contents saying, if God sent that, he sent a doll. And she was right. A beautiful doll was there in response to the little girl's prayer. Five months earlier, the Sovereign Lord had prompted a group of ladies in England to pack a parcel of just the right things to arrive on just the right day in just at the right place. A remote mission station thousands of miles away. What perfect timing. He holds the whole world in his hands. He's a great God. And Paul says, And my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. At the dedication of one church in Korea, money was still owing on the building. A member said, Pastor, I will bring the money next Sunday and pay off the debts. And the pastor knew the man hadn't much money and said, don't think of doing it yourself. We'll all put to and we'll finish off paying off the debt. But the next Sunday, the man brought in the money. Where did you get the money, he said. Oh, he said, it's clean money. Sometime later, visiting the man's home, he saw in the field this man holding the plough handles and his son pulling the plough. What have you done with the ox? I couldn't see the Lord's work in debt, so I sold the ox. How do we know when we are practicing grace giving? Verses 5 to 9 of the, in these verses says, when we give as Jesus gave. Gay and I were on, uh, on a tour some years ago and, and the guide was showing us all these uh, ruins that, uh, have, have, that have been designed and built by Hadrian, Emperor Adrian. And, and, and I said, well, he seems to have been a great builder, but he didn't seem to finish anything off. And, and the guy didn't kind of get my humour. I said, we have a partially built wall in the north of England that he started building. But Emperor, Emperor Hadrian once asked, who, just who exactly are those Christians? And the answer came, they love one another. 
They never fail to help widows. They save orphans from those who would hurt them. If they have something, they give freely to the one who has nothing. If they see a stranger, they take him home and they're happy as if he's a real brother. Jesus just must always be our example. Whether in service, in suffering, in sacrifice. Like Jesus, the Macedonian Christians gave themselves to God and to others, verse 5. And it's impossible to love God and ignore the needs of others. The Macedonian giving was like Christ, motivated by love. What a rebuke these, these folks were to the Corinthians who had so much. The Macedonian Christians were in deep poverty, yet they were so generous. The Corinthians had an abundance, and yet they were so lax in sharing in the collection. But look at verse 8. Paul says to these people, I am not commanding you. Paul wasn't ordering them to give. He avoids pressure. He doesn't lay a guilt trip on these people. He is, just, he is just pointing out that the Macedonians were following the example of the Lord Jesus Christ. They were poor, yet they gave. Grace giving is an evidence of love. Love for the Lord Jesus, love for God's servants, love for God's fellowship, love for those who have special needs. And that leads into the highest example of all, the supreme example of giving in the giving of Jesus. Oh, the love that drew salvation's plan. Oh, the grace that brought it down to man. Oh, the mighty gulf, gulf that God did span at Calvary. He gave his son for each and every one of us. Their giving was sacrificial. In what ways was Jesus rich? He's the eternal God. He's rich in his person. He's rich in his possessions. He's rich in his position. He's king of kings and lords of lords. He's rich in his power. He can do anything. And in spite of all this, he became poor that we might become rich. He came to die on a cross so that those who believe in him should not perish, but have eternal life. He came to die to pay the penalty of your sin and mine. How was grace manifested for us? Though he was rich, yet for our sakes he became poor. What was his ultimate purpose? That you through his poverty might become rich. Philippians says, he was in the form of God and thought it not something to be held on to. But he made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant, was made man in the, in the, was made in the likeness of men, and being found in the likeness of men, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even death on a cross. That was the price he paid for our salvation. And out of gratitude to him, let's pray that each one of us here would know this grace of giving. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the joy of giving. We thank you for the example of these Macedonian Christians. 
And we pray that our giving too would come from a heart of gratitude in what you've done for us. We thank you for the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for our sakes he became poor, so that by his poverty we might become rich. We pray that our giving here at Church Lane will be such that we can reach out to others with the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ and meet the needs of others here and overseas. Lord, we thank you. Amen.